Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast Travel Emotion. Everything about traveling, diving and emotions around the ocean. How these topics work together, you will find out. Hello and welcome to another podcast episode of Travel Emotion. Today with myself Jenny and Jonathan and we will talk about the gear and equipment that keeps you safe and comfortable in the Galapagos. Last time we talked a little bit about the conditions in Galapagos and today we look a little bit more into the equipment. Let's start with a question I get asked very often. What kind of wetsuit, well which thickness of a wetsuit we would recommend? So the answer to this question might be different for men and women. I personally prefer a thick wetsuit, even up to 7 mm. And when I recommend what I'm wearing, I'm wearing a semi-tri wetsuit 7 mm. For the colder area down in the western side of Isabella, I even sometimes have a shorty on top of the 7 mm wetsuit. So that is the point of view from a woman. So Jonathan, what about you? Well, I certainly agree that it depends a little bit where you're diving. I would go with the 7mm, which for those of you from the US would be a quarter inch wetsuit. Uh, Semi-dry is always a good idea. It's, it's better to be too warm than, than cold. So certainly for the colder areas, I would go with the 7mm. The I sometimes take with me a, a shorty. And like you, I would wear that in some of the really cold uh, dives. But for the northern areas, Wolf and Darwin, for example, a 7mm is more than enough. And you can probably get away with a 5mm, possibly with a rash guard or a skin underneath it. Uh, but certainly uh, that would cover most instances. Yeah, that's a good point. I usually have a rash guard under my wetsuit. Um, that's, I think, a good point for those people who might get cold. Yeah, I mean, also, it, it, mm -hmm. it, it certainly helps to have more layers and a rash guard doesn't weigh anything. So yeah. even if you're limited as to how much equipment you can bring with you, uh, something like a rash guard can be a real savior. Yeah, the rash guard is a good point. And another thing we really appreciate is our vest with hood. That's a vest where you have the hood already on it. What makes it nice underwater, because you even can decide underwater if you want to have the hood on or off. Maybe we go a little bit more into why it is important to wear a hood and gloves underwater because it keeps you warmer. Why is that, Jonathan? Oh, well, the places that you most lose heat are probably going to be your hands and your head. Uh, and as you point out, a very thin vest, you know, three, four millimeter maximum. Uh, sleeveless, though, we recommend one that, that doesn't have sleeves because they're difficult to get on and off. Uh, if you have an attached hood, it gives you... As you point out, that freedom, if you're underwater uh, and you're too warm, which is which is not usually the case, you can uh, simply pull it off. Uh, or if you're underwater diving and you're getting cold, you can put the hood on. So a lot of people don't like to dive with very thick hoods. And that one that you have on a thin vest is uh, both comfortable and uh, will really save you in the colder dives. Yeah. How thick is it? Three millimeter, I think. It's a three, four millimeter yeah. vest, yeah. So yeah, it doesn't feel that thick on your head when you have the hood on. So it's really recommendable, a vest with a hood. If you have questions, just ask me. And I sometimes get the question about a tri-suit. Would you recommend diving with a tri-suit in Galapagos? 
Again, that's something which is really specific to the person. So if you're extremely susceptible to the cold, uh, then yes, you could go as far as bringing a dry suit. But to be quite honest, most of the diving that we do, it's not necessary. So having dived in polar, polar regions where a dry suit is an absolute necessity for safety, I think in Galapagos you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't find it so. But again, if you really have problems with the cold, yes, you could bring a dry suit. Are there disadvantages for using a dry suit? Yes, there are. Uh, obviously, it's a lot more difficult to get on and off. And if we're doing multi-dive days, so up to four dives in a day sometimes, then uh, you might find that you get more tired. And of course, your air consumption is going to be higher because you're using your suit for um, as an inflation device. So yes, you'll have a, probably a shorter dive yeah. than others in that case. Okay, so shorter dive. And sometimes I heard that you might be slower underwater. Is that true or...? Um, that depends a little bit on the type of suit. So if you're going to bring a dry suit, I would recommend that it's a, it's a crushed neoprene as opposed to a tri-lam suit because they tend to be much less bulky. So something which looks like a wetsuit acts more like a wetsuit underwater, mm -hmm. but is actually dry inside. Okay. Yeah. In general, we would recommend to bring your own wetsuit and your own dive equipment. However, if you do not want to, you can also hire or rent it on most of the dive boats. Also supplied by the dive boats are tanks and weights. What we definitely recommend, even if you're renting your equipment, bring your own mask and your own dive computer. It makes a huge difference in your comfort and in your safety. Talking about safety, the boats supply also different items for safety. Jonathan, you want to talk a little bit about the items itself? Yes, yeah, so a lot of the boats will supply a few basic items. Included in those would be a safety sausage or surface marker boy of the kind that you use to indicate your position when you surface at the end of a dive. Also a nautilus, which can be used to transmit your position in times usually of, of only emergency or urgency. And they also give us dive alerts. So that's the kind of horn, which is often a very, very loud whistle or a horn blower that you can use then to catch the attention of a boat driver or Zodiac driver again at the end of the dive or of your fellow divers as they surface as well. Okay, and to sum it up, let's look what we put in our dive bag. I would start with obviously your certification card, don't forget that, and your diving logbook. As equipment, obviously your wetsuit, your BCD, your regulators and your octopus, your mask and your snorkel, your fins, your booties, your dive computer, your gloves, your hood or your hooded vest. Jonathan, what is else in your dive bag? Besides that, probably just a few items that I always like to have. One is a dive knife, uh, just in case. Uh, also a flashlight if you intend to go night diving. And one thing I like to have in my pocket just in case is a small portable strobe, strobe light, just for emergencies. Usually a small repair kit, safety sausage, I like to have my own, and uh, possibly a dive alert as well. Those are pretty much what I carry every time I go diving, wherever it is in the world. Yep, and a rush guard, I forgot. That's about it. So, that covers most of the equipment. Obviously not the camera. We will save that for another episode of our podcast. So thank you, Jonathan, for joining us today. And thank you all for listening. Bye for now.
I hope you found some ideas or new information for you. And if you enjoyed this episode or like the information we gave, please take the minute to subscribe to the podcast or like it. And also make sure to share the podcast and to tell all your friends and to share the information on Facebook, on Twitter and all other social media sites. I really would appreciate your support and your feedback. So thanks again for listening to Travel Emotion Podcast. And if you have a topic you would like me to talk about, please write me an email to info at galapagosshackdiving.com. The music for the podcast is provided by Sebastian Green. You can reach him on Instagram at sebastiang01234. Thank you all for listening and bye for now.